Welcome to your Locked On Big Ten Football Podcast. Support of the Locked On Big Ten Football Podcast comes from Manscaped, number one in men's below the belt grooming. You may have seen them on Shark Tank. Manscaping offers precision engineered tools for you. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code Locked On at Manscaped.com. 20% off Manscaped.com with the promo code Locked On. A big day by Maryland, uh, an upset loss uh, for Nebraska, Wisconsin rolls, and Highlights from around the Big Ten. We are loaded up. He's Chris Landry of LandryFootball.com. Check out that website if you want to know more about football. It's just that simple. Be it the NFL, college level, or uh, recruiting as well. Uh, you got it right there at LandryFootball.com. And wow, uh, certainly the Michigan Army game was very, very exciting. I know we don't talk a lot of point spreads, but I did not understand why in the world that Michigan was a 22-point favorite. Now, that being said, I didn't think it was going to be that close, but that was that was an upset in the making there, Chris, that uh, uh, Michigan just barely avoided. Yeah, listen, um, you know, a win is a win, and you sell that as, boy, tough, and we found a way, and that's true. But, you know, I look at the storyline there is – offensively how poor they played. Now, a couple of things I want to make mention and preface it. We know the difficulties of playing defensively against an offense like an army. Um, But I think one of the things that hurts you a little bit, that's maybe a little bit of misunderstood, is how it affects your offense. Because even though you can get off the field, they possess the football so much against you that your offense is not on the field a lot, and I think it hurts your rhythm. Whatever the case... I, I thought this Michigan offense struggled big time. First of all, it starts with the three fumbles in the first half. I mean, you can't do anything. So, you know, all right, look, you can move the football against their defense. Well, you fumble it three times, you give the ball right back to them, and now you got to go back and defend that again and again and again. It's just very difficult. The offense, already a little bit of a mixed bag. What do we talk about in May and June and July? What's going to happen? I mean, they're a little bit of a – neither fishing or foul, trying to figure out, all right, man, I got to tell you, when they're in fourth and two and they need a yard and they line up against Army and they're in spread, man, you say, Michigan, really? Are you kidding me? And then then it became a little bit of a, well, we're going to run power down. The, and then they got Charbonnet, they got the offense. They, you could see a lot of that became, I could just read it knowing him, well, we, we gotta, we, we're getting out tough. We gotta, you know, so we just talked a, a lot about how that would work. This was not a good look for the defense. Patterson was not really effective moving the offense They they need to get a whole lot better very quickly because if they play offensively, like they played the first two weeks, Wisconsin's going to kill them. And they, I expect them to get better. But their identity crisis, so to speak, there are no explosive plays. None. Not one explosive play against this Army defense. Um, so, look, they didn't get a lot of possessions. And you know, they didn't do a whole lot with them once they had them. And they gave three of them away. So, if you break it down, you realize, well, how did it happen? That's how it happened. No rhythm. Didn't do enough with the possessions, gave it right back to them. 
And so that that's the biggest thing that you got to kind of clean up. But in the microscope of men, but they certainly weren't clean on offense. They didn't do enough with the passing game. They didn't do enough with the running game. What are they going to be? What is their identity going to be up as they head into Wisconsin? It's going to be real interesting to see as that was – there are no ugly wins, but that certainly wasn't pretty, and it certainly wasn't uh, – um, from a aesthetic viewpoint, very, very optimistic offensively for them. No, we're going to get to uh, Wisconsin in every Big Ten uh, game over the weekend. But I'd say that the thing that stood out to me, uh, I thought the Mike Loxley hire was just a hire. Um, I thought he fit there because of his background there. They obviously uh, needed somebody that could step in right away. But didn't think it was any sort of quality hire. I'm going to step back a little bit stance because Maryland just rolled again, um, absolutely dominant and putting up a ton of points. And um, I don't know, maybe I underestimated Mike Loxley. Uh, I tell you what, I think maybe a lot of people did. Uh, I, I certainly, while I liked it, I didn't expect what I've seen. Now Howard scored a bunch of points. One thing. Syracuse is not the same Syracuse team. Now, let me say this. That win will resonate a lot nationally because people think Syracuse is the Syracuse that has beaten Clemson and has played Clemson tough, and Maryland just put 63 points on them. It's not the same Syracuse team, folks. Um, That was a veteran team for a couple of years that kind of carried Dino Baber. Dino Baber's kind of carried the way. They're not the same team. With that said, 63 points, and the way they're playing on offense is really good. <clears throat> How many times did we talk about Anthony McFarland this summer? I mean, what, what you got? I mean, did, didn't we talk about him a bunch? Several times. So, um, unbelievable. Several unbelievable. Times unbelievable. And Josh Jackson is playing well. Uh, Javon Lee has been on. So they've got depth at running back. I thought the offensive line played well. They I'm going to get into the film room, tell you a little bit about how they're doing it schematically, but they've got talent. And if you go back and look at Maryland, let's remind folks, they beat Texas to start the year the past two years. The thing that Maryland has lacked is stability and consistency. And the consistency is probably due to the lack of stability. Um, you just hit on something. And I'll go big picture here, and we'll get into some of the minutiae of the game. But um, the recruiting is certainly Mike's strength. The facility upgrades and what they're doing, and they're kind of halfway through, it's really impressive with success on the field, uh, putting up big-time numbers. Man, this this could be a program to watch in terms of, you know, near bottom to, to really making a big jump. This may end up being a really good hire. We don't. I don't want to jump too much – into it now, but I thought the running game has has been the key the first couple of weeks, and it's allowed Josh Jackson to be outstanding. And man, you got to put guys, you got to put numbers in the box to stop this team. They got Temple, <clears throat> got an open date. Man, mark it down. September twenty seventh, Friday night. They've already canceled classes at Maryland. Penn State's coming into town. Ha. 
going to be going to be three and zero. Penn State be you know unbeaten. They got pit this week. That is going to be something. Uh, that's going to be uh, enough to to cancel your Friday night date with the wife and say I got Maryland Penn State. This could be a lot of fun. No, I, I'm really impressed with what he's done thus far. Don't want to overreact to it. They'll go to, on the road. Should have success against Temple, but we'll really see on September 27th against a Penn State team. Nebraska, Colorado next. You're locked on Big Ten Football Podcast. He's Chris Landry. I'm Dave Hooker. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. You are Locked On Big Ten Football. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. He's Chris Landry. I'm Dave Hooker. You're Locked On Big Ten Football Podcast. And my, oh my. Um, I know it's not the easiest place to play uh, at Colorado, but uh, Nebraska certainly seem to have the game in hand and they give up 24 fourth quarter points. My goodness. Um, I don't think the better team won, but Colorado uh, did indeed win 34 to 31 on that particular day. Uh, I get the feeling if these two teams played again on Saturday, Nebraska would be victorious, but it's, it's what you do during the the game. And uh, Nebraska just gave up too many points late. Yeah. I, I, I think this Colorado team's really interesting. I, I think they've got playmakers on offense, and you're right. They did dig themselves a hole. Nebraska put them in a hole, but they came back, and, and uh, I'm going to take it from the Nebraska perspective. But I actually think that Mel Tucker's got those guys believing. They've got a veteran quarterback. They've got good receivers. They're running the football well. Um, that team stepped up, and I think they're pretty good, personally. Um but Nebraska, it was an improvement on offense off of a really sluggish performance week one. Defensively, they made some big plays. He just hit on it, gave up a big lead. You know, I, I think <clears throat> there's, again, a lot of hype to Nebraska this year. And I don't think they're as good as people think. I think they've got playmakers on offense. You're starting to see that in recruiting. They've got what I think can be an elite quarterback and I think is one on a game-in, game-out basis. This guy can make a ton of plays. They're not elite on defense. I think they've got some speed there, but I think they do play in spurts. I do think they give up big plays. And I think on offense, sometimes they make a little bit more mistake-prone. Uh, I, I don't – I think it's a direct result. And, and, and listen, I, I think winning that game is what I expected on the road – but I'm not surprised that Colorado played well. I'm surprised that Colorado came back the way they did to the degree of which they had to come back and win. I think we're looking at a situation where a lot of people thought they Nebraska's the team. They're the program. Scott Frost in his second year. 
I don't think they're as good as Wisconsin. I don't think they're as good as Iowa. They may be by year's end, but I think they're in that group. I don't think those programs are just going to walk over them, but I just don't think there is. I think the expectations were greater than the reality with them. I think they're going to be fine, but I see a lot of inconsistencies and it's, listen, no disrespect, but turning around central Florida, which he did is not the same as turning around and playing the type of opponents that you got to play. I, I, I was probably more impressed by Colorado and Mel Tucker and how that team persevered than I was disappointed with Nebraska. I just think Nebraska's a little bit overrated, you know, to some degree in terms of, hey, yeah, I've had some people that thought they were a top 10 team and, you know, clearly the favorite in the West. I, You heard me all summer. I didn't see that. I don't see that. I see them as a contender, not the team to beat in the West. And then Wisconsin, I don't care if you're playing high school teams, uh, you outscore your first two opponents 110 to zip. Um, that's, that's pretty impressive. Um, Wisconsin right now is certainly on my radar as, I don't want to say a surprise team. That's not the right term, Chris, but uh, a team that's uh, a little bit better than I thought they would be. I know you've been high on them from the get-go, uh, but, man, they, they look good again. Well, they got an open date, as does Michigan, and then Michigan at Wisconsin in Camp Randall a week from this coming Saturday on the 21st. Um, look, they're really good again. This is a – it's the most complete team in the West in terms of they're really, really good. Um, they're running the ball well. I still will say that the passing game is a question mark. I still think that Iowa can play with them, and it's – you know, I felt Iowa, Wisconsin, Wisconsin, Iowa – Schedule difficulty, you know, factors into this, no doubt. But I think it's those two teams, and I think Nebraska's, you know, slightly behind. Um, but, I, you know, really impressed with, with how they're playing, how they're shutting people out. Um, but I, I still want to see what they can do offensively in the passing game. People are going to load the front, how they, they do well. I, I, I just think that this is a well-coached team again. And maybe got off the radar because of last year. There, I don't know who's going to win it, but but the West is going to go through Wisconsin. I think Iowa can beat them. Um, they get Iowa at home in Camp Randall, so a little bit of an edge. But early on, but that's how I see it now. Is how I saw it going into the season. You're locked on Big Ten football podcast. We'll get Chris's thoughts on the rest of the Big Ten right after this. He's Chris Landry. I'm Dave Hooker. Stay tuned. You are locked on Big Ten football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back. You're locked on Big Ten football podcast. He's Chris Landry. I'm Dave Hooker. We already talked uh, Michigan's close call, Maryland rolling. Uh, the Nebraska upset, uh, Wisconsin dominant again. What else stood out to you from the Big Ten schedule? Not not a lot of premier matchups, but uh, but still, it's a it's a good week to uh, to look back and kind of assess where these teams are heading into the heart of their schedules. Well, the competitive game of the week was certainly the storyline was Michigan Army and how they you know 
thwarted off an upset. Uh, the game of the week in the conference was a game that I thought would be interesting out in the West Coast, Minnesota at Fresno State. And what a great game that was. Um, Fresno State's a tough physical team, as is Minnesota. The Gophers pulled it out. I mean, they they it was really close, and it was touch and go. And um, really underrated win for Minnesota going on the road to beat Fresno. That's uh, I thought they really did a good job. I thought the receivers stepped up and made some big-time plays. Getting a 38-35 win is impressive. We'll get into to more of that inside the film room. Ohio State. Fields was outstanding again, accounted for four touchdowns. Dobbins was explosive. The defense really good against an underrated Cincinnati team. Iowa took care of business against Rutgers, shut them out. Well, Iowa, really, really solid. We talked, um, you know, Purdue and their bounce back. They really handled Vanderbilt. Very impressive. Offensively, they're very good. Indiana, a lot of offense against an Eastern Illinois team that didn't do a whole lot. Illinois, a little bit more trouble with Connecticut. We'll talk a little bit about why coming up uh, during the week. But I, uh, getting a win, no apologies for that. Penn State taking care of business against Buffalo again. Headed towards they should be able to take care of Pitt. Um, good to see them playing again, though. Um, and then, again, sets up that uh, that, that uh, coming up now, the, the Penn State-Maryland um, game coming up. Michigan State. Getting some points. 51 against Western Michigan. Will it give their offense some confidence? Uh, This is a really good defensive team. The East is really intriguing. I know everybody's counting Michigan out, but the storyline in the East is Ohio State, yes, is the best. It's about how Michigan State, how good their defense is, how good Maryland's offense is. You know, you can make the case if you just want to look at it on tape, you probably put. Michigan's performance is fourth in the East at this point. I don't know that's how they're going to end up finishing at the end of the year, but it's going to be a lot of fun, Dave. I, I think we're off to a good start. Um, we're going to start to – the rubber is going to start to meet the road here as we, we get into some of the conference matchups. We've still got a little bit of, of stuff to go to. This week we've got some intriguing matchup. Um, the Iowa-Iowa State game kind of leads the headline this week of interesting matchups. Michigan State, Arizona State's going to be real interesting. Uh, an intriguing Purdue-TCU matchup this week. Uh, Ohio State Indiana plays in conference. Um, so it's going to be an interesting week uh, with the, with a couple of bye weeks of Wisconsin and uh, Michigan. Um, it's starting to get a little bit fun in the Big Ten. Certainly is. You're locked on Big Ten football podcast. Chris Landry's going to dive into the film room. So we'll have more breakdowns on Tuesday. And as the week turns, we'll start to preview week number three. Starting to learn a lot more about these teams. He's Chris Landry. I'm Dave Hooker. You're locked on Big Ten Football Podcast. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Have a fantastic day, everyone.